Hey, everyone. This podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y Unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the yeah, root are. canal on the cavity of crime. I am Darkwing mm. Duck. Mm. Yeah. I'm Logan Trent, by the way. <laughs> Logan. Oh, damn it. Welcome. I thought it really, we really got Darkwing Duck. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just Next pissed. time. We'll get Darkwing Duck next time. <laughs> well, let's get dangerous. Speaking of, now I'm well, angry yeah. that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of this general theme um first of all logan how are you actually let me let me start with that that question it's halloween time so i'm usually happy because it's my favorite time of the year so yeah Word. uh second question have you guys seen the teaser for the teaser for the batman no just came out just dropped right now it's six seconds long we're gonna miss the teaser for this episode because that comes out in a few days um it's just a picture of the bat signal and you hear robert pattinson pattinson say it's not just a signal it's a warning to which i say yeah no shit yeah we know that (laughs) yeah it's a yes it's that's what the signal is it's a warning that crime is happening I well, wish when the bat signal crimes. got turned on, yeah, the reggaeton, reggaeton horn would go off. Just But like, isn't a signal a warning? Is it like it's the same thing? It's come on, Batman. Yeah, it's a signal to criminals. They're calling the guy to punch you in the face. Yeah, you remember how in in the beginning of the Dark Knight, they're all like, "Oh, come in, you got more chances of winning the Powerball around him." Oh yeah, the signal comes on, and they're all afraid. Yeah. It's the bat. It's, it's the a bat. It's the bat. <sighs> Batman. Uh, yeah, I anywho. wish. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I saw a lot of people talking about his Batman voice, and it's like, boy, I wish the discourse would evolve. I'm yeah. Also, be... his voice is fine. It's just. I don't, it's just a. It's well, just it's a, Also, who gives a scary. fuck? Yeah, that too. Like, unless I'm it's Tom honest. Hardy kicking in the door, doing the goofiest voice you've ever heard of, I don't give a shit. Yep. This movie has taken so long to come out where it's like at the point where I really don't care about trailers for it. I just want to see it already. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. let's get on with it. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, just it's not it like VOD, free guy, but it's starting to get in the free guy realm where it's just like, okay, come on. <laughs> Really? Because I actually, there's only that one trailer still, right? With the Nirvana song? Yeah. There's uh, just so, so like, much nerdy I, shit with like. I guess I'm not plugged. Stuff, so, yeah, yeah, I'm not plugged into any of that. Um, 
I've seen little things like Lego is now they're starting, you know, we're seeing yeah. the designs and people are like, oh, that's weird. I thought it was gritty. And it's like, well, they did it for the Nolan ones, too. I mean, they're going to do it no matter what. Yeah, I have a uh, Heath Ledger Joker action figure uh, hanging yeah. on the wall behind me. They literally yeah, got rid of Burton is. because of the toys. Yeah, like, right. It is yeah. a huge part of that franchise. <laughs> it's a huge part of Batman is uh, <laughs> yeah. selling toys to children. Yeah, they'll they'll just force it, even if this is like too dark or whatever. Who gives a shit? What is yeah. it rated like R? Is it rated R? Eh, I'm sure it won't be. Well, we, it does, it's not rated yet. I don't think, but they would be. That'd be kind of silly for them to I, rate it R. Like, yeah, there's really not a need for many rated R superhero movies to be honest considering the amount of violence you can get away with in pg-13 like unless it's like the punisher or even like venom i don't really need it to be an r uh, the penetrate i want to see full penetration (laughs) yeah that's the that's the advantage yeah 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 although ben affleck Uh, telling joker and i will fucking kill you it's like what mm-hmm. the fuck was that? It's like, all right, <laughs> that's so. That's what it turns into. Like it yeah. turns into it turns into the motion picture Logan. Yeah, uh, right. Where it's just these growling fuck every well, five seconds in the opening yeah, three see, minutes. It's like, all right. That's the, that's <laughs> like, the thing that's wild to me is that life is rated R. So when a movie becomes rated R, I think like, oh, okay, so there'll just be like a couple too many fucks, which is how people talk. Yeah, that. But then Logan <laughs> came along and it was like, all right, settle down. Yeah. You're like a you're like a kid whose parents aren't home right suddenly. it was like a kid playing with his action figures but playing with his action figures after he saw a rated r movie for the first time right yeah. it's, it, it's weird to say this about any movie but there were t- there was too much profanity in logan um but not because of uh, like i'm offended but because it, was, it, it, was, just rid- felt it was ridiculous yeah it, yeah, felt it was like, like oddly this, shoehorned in. it felt like the movie it was real try hard vibes if Shane Black can make a Iron Man movie PG-13 without fucks and stuff, then there's no excuse for, like, other directors. Right. Like, if he can mm-hmm. rein himself in, like, come on now. He's, yeah. He still had RDJ call that kid a pussy, though. That is true. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, to be fair... <laughs> He's got to Shane Black a little bit. To be fair, that kid was kind of a pussy. That kid was, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Fuck that kid. <laughs> Showed up at Tony Stark's funeral. Nobody knew who the hell he was. Nobody knew that was so awkward. It was so weird and strange. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, did he? Like, yeah, I just see like Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, oh yeah, I think he mentioned you once. And yeah, you yeah. want some cake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> that what Dave said. Uh, what, one last thing before we actually start the show. What Dave said about uh, like that, like regular life is 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 rated R. Uh, there's a there's a line in the in this stupid Beavis and Butthead book. Uh, it was called Haha for Hollywood. Uh-huh. Sure. This book that they made about like you know movies and stuff back in '96, I think, and that's like how they define. There's a section in the book where they just go through the different ratings, and that's how they defined R. They're like R is for like regular, like regular stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, just yeah, a regular is. movie. <laughs> like I get, I get a lo- like I get Logan being rated R because it's like, well, he's got claws. That's gonna be you know that could be messy, you know things like that. But it's the fact that they like really tried for it. Yeah. Uh, that was like, it just, you could feel it. You could really feel it. I feel you gotta get get more full dong in rated R movies. Don't be a coward. Yeah, if you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna make an R-rated Venom movie, I better see his veiny donger. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean... With a little Venom face on the end. (laughs) Yeah, a little tongue coming out of Mm -hmm. it. Yep. Tom Hardy should have been naked when he crawled into the lobster tank in the first one. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. All of this. Lobster's uh, gripping his dick. <laughs> <laughs> like and a making cartoon an impossible pirate. noise. Impossible <laughs> noise <laughs> reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all, right. all right. Well, <laughs> let's, let's actually talk. start the episode. Yeah, let's let's thank some producers. Um, hey, big, big old big thank you to DJ Finney. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to the Indignant Eel. Thank you. Thank you to Look Ma. I'm on a podcast. Thank you to Children Love the Meat Millie. Thank you to what? Grumblebee. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you to Del Griffith, the Shower Curtain fella. Thank you to Lef. Thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. Nice. Thank you to Deborah is awesome. Barbara is great. And cancer can go to hell. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Jones. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Adam. (laughs) Uh, Thank you to the baby from Eraserhead. Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Mm. And thank you to these seven bees. Mm-hmm. Let me jump in here. Thank you to Breezy or Easy. Thank you thank to Davey you. Francis for the Revenge. Thank, thank you. Thank you to MVB. Thank, thank you. you to Chester's Prophet. Thank, thank you. you to definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Rodney, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to smoke him out. Uh, thank you to Brian who Tom knows. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank, thank you. you to Steven. Steven. Thank you to Down Home Chicken. Pick up. <laughs> Thank you to Han Toomey, the Confused Cyborg. Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. Thank you to Happy Ed 209. Thank Thanks. you to Tom and Dave, our good writers. Follow them at Collider and some more news. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Good God. We mm. got we got trailers. We got a fucking scream uh. trailer. <laughs> Yeah, we got a scream trailer. Um, I feel like it's the first scream trailer in at least ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's also how I feel. It's uh, they're just reboot. They're re they're rebooting it, but also uh, sequeling well, it. It's kind of hard to. I mean, this trailer, uh, this trailer is both boring and shitty, and also like, yes. yeah, it's boring and shitty. It has. It yes, contains, this trailer sucks. Yeah, it contains nothing of what Scream is. Like, it doesn't have the meta aspect to it. It doesn't Scream? really come off as as kind of like the humor or at least like the satirical bent of it none of that is in this trailer i didn't see the last one but i do know that like the whole premise was like it was her niece or something like that and there was kind of like a reboot thing in there the last yes the last one was doing the meta reboot thing where they're like we're rebooting now and it's it's the young kids doing it and like I don't feel there's sure. anywhere else to go here because like the whole concept of Scream and what made it so novel was that it was meta, except in 2021, every fucking thing is meta. Like it's yeah. just the language of like pop culture and shit. So where does Scream go to, to stand out from like the dozens of other things where like, Oh yeah, that's just like in a horror movie. It's like, yeah, I, motherfucker. Right. I have an answer to this. Um, it goes to the directors of Southbound and VHS and uh, Ready or Ready Not. Or not yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that's I think that's going to be the strength of this movie. To be honest, no one needs another Scream. It really the meta stuff. The la- the the Scream Four was a fucking nightmare. Uh, it was still entertaining. I gotta say. Um, I think honestly, the fact that they're giving it to very talented people. Mm-hmm. Um, works because I do think the 
fundamental idea of Scream, which is that it's it's one of the only murder mysteries we still have, and it's a slasher that meets a murder mystery, and it has the idea that the killer is always someone different. Um, that's unique. I, I would say. say that like we're talking about how shitty the trailer is, and like it's not that interesting, but like. Mm-hmm it's kind of hard to do a good scream trailer because the whole conceit yeah. is just the interest of the twist and how they do a weirder thing there. And I'd yeah. rather they give me a generic trailer like this than a thing where it spoils too much. And like you said, there's a track record here with those people involved. So I'd like to err on the side of caution and be like, you know what? I'll give them a shot. I enjoyed ready or not. I enjoyed this other stuff. So that's like the thing that's going with me right now and yeah i'm just not going to be put off just because it was that generic but it's like at the same time i'm hoping that it's better than what we've seen there it's hard it should it should also be noted that it's the writer of ready or not as well Mm -hmm. um combined with because it's a separate person i think combined with the writer of uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Independence Day Resurgence, Ooh. but also the Amazing Spider-Man Two, but also Basic 2003's Basic, <laughs> but also uh, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. Dude, but I also don't know if you know about Darkness this. Falls 2003 Darkness Falls, but also um, I'm skipping White House Down and Zodiac, so not the worst. I don't know if you know this about Amazing Spider-Man 2, but when he tries to web Gwen, it turns into a hand. Dave. Oh, I know. I know. Symbolism. I know. Yeah. Like, I know. Yeah. yeah. Is it, but again, it's, is it symbolism when it's just literally the thing? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's also, again, it's also it the writer of Ready or Not. the text? I will yeah. say this, and this has always pissed me off about the Scream franchise a little bit. I get getting fucked up by Michael Myers. Like, that dude is an unholy evil. He's gigantic. Same thing with Jason. He's got, like, country hick strength or he's a zombie. I feel like somebody should be able to fuck up the Ghost scream face. killer in every single movie. Well, like, he usually I, does get his ass kicked a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but he's, like, he's usually I don't think incredibly they should, I think clumsy. it should be, like, the second person should just take him out with a baseball bat at that point. Right. I don't feel his body count would get high enough to take over an entire film. Like, yeah. Yeah. I Especially, mean, I like, think Jerry what... O'Connell gets beat up by, like... Like, he's swole as hell in Scream 2, and he gets beat up by Laurie Metcalf and fucking Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant? Well, yeah. Like, that's no. true. He's he's, he's is, scrawny. He would house fun. that dude. Like, a lot, a lot of them. They there's a lot of like luck with mm-hmm. the screen killer, um, in the sequels especially. I think making it multiple killers creates that idea of it's almost like supernatural. Yeah. And so like they've rarely like I think Scream Three has it's the one only killer. one that's it's been one killer. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers for Scream Three. And honestly, that seems exhausting. Yeah. Uh, it's. Even with two, I think I wrote a cracked article about this. Is like when you go scene to scene, you realize like, oh, okay, so that guy's on the phone, and then he has to run over there, and then this person has to run over there, and it's like this big fucking ordeal that they're going through to it's not to just, do all the murder. They're very busy. It's not very just very that. busy. Like they're running in a robe with a full fucking mask on. Like it's just yeah. the amount of cardio work they have to do to train to do that murder. Like, they have to be running track for, like, two years before they start actually killing people. <laughs> right, which is why I feel like 
it's easier when the reveal is that they're high school kids because it's like okay yeah they got tons of energy oh yeah they yeah. can they can kill all sorts of people they're wiry uh, as fuck like, nah. yeah exactly uh but yeah i don't know i this is in good hands i'm there's always for me like a level of entertainment with scream and it comes from the fact that they're murder mysteries i think so there's that level of like ooh, who did it you know, uh, mm-hmm. and I can always sort of enjoy a Scream movie, even if it shoehorns like, I don't know, Jay and Silent Bob in it. Yeah, uh, sure yeah there's always that added <laughs> level, like with like with Halloween, that, or we're getting that new Halloween movie tomorrow. We know exactly what's going to happen. It's just Michael Myers is there to kill people because he kills people and then they're going to have a reconciliation. With Scream, like you said, there's the added mystery element of like, okay, I don't really know what the reveal is going to be. So there is that added benefit that it has built in. So like yeah. I said, I'm, the trailer I just didn't like. I thought it was too generic, but it doesn't put me off completely on this movie. So No. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I yeah. I, did you see the show? Did that suck? No, I didn't watch. <laughs> no, I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, the Scream show. Yeah, the one where they couldn't get the rights saw, to the mask. Yeah, <laughs> I saw one episode and I was like, it's fine. Like, I bet I'd actually enjoy it as like a trash thing to like half watch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, so uh, one one of these days I might get around to it, but you know who gives a shit about this like i haven't heard a single person say anything good or bad about that show yeah it just exists that's yeah it, it just exists. it just exists like the yeah. sky honestly i didn't know they couldn't get the there. rights i thought i thought they were doing like a gritty ghost face i'm pretty sure uh, it had something to do with they couldn't like like their tv rights or something like that this might just be me talking about my ass, but I swear I read something like that where they could not get the actual rights to the mask and or they had to pay more or something. And that's why it looks different on the show. Yeah. Yep. You know, what's interesting about all that is that um, that mask is part of a series of masks. I know this because I believe the year a year or two before Scream came out, I purchased a smiling version of that mask next to the mask that they used. I ended up <laughs> getting the version that smiled and it looked like the fucking stoned version. The and stoned scary version movie. and scary movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if they discontinued those or what, because I assume what happened was it became the scream mask. And then they were like, well, that's just what it is now. Yeah. Uh, I think, but I'm just talking on my butt, but I think this one might have something to do where it's just like, fanboy culture and this has that's what like the reveal is it's just some fucking nerdy shitty horror fan like yeah out. i can see something like that yeah. uh i don't know i i it the least interesting part to me of scream was the meta horror movie stuff their first one did it all right you know they have fun parts where jamie kennedy is yelling at jamie lee curtis jamie's behind you mm-hmm. like i you know that stuff is cute it was never honestly like the thing that made Scream good was the stuff I already said, a murder mystery slasher. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's the stuff that made Scream good for you. The reason it became the sensation that it was is, is because of that satirical element. Like that's what all the reviews were citing. And, you know, I think honestly, I, like obviously that's a big part of Scream. I think the reason it's actually good, though, is because of the things I'm saying. I don't think, like, like the first. I think that's scream, what yes, made it. That's what made it, was, it stand out because movies were still. I think more movies were doing 
this angle back then in, in terms of uh, actually having uh, it be a whodunit. This, yes, that, that the was first definitely one for a sure. 90s, early 2000s thing was the who's the killer type thing with like urban legends mm-hmm. and Valentine but those and all that. But those came after, after Those came after. But like yeah. That's what Scream. I mean is Scream, Scream started that. Yeah. And then they tried to copy it. I'm not saying it's the first ever, but of that era, it's the thing that created I Know What You Did Last Summer and Urban Legend and, and, and <laughs> I know all what the you others. did last summer is just like a total misrepresentation of a weird teen novel. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Cause but, that book is just fucking weird. They just kill the guy and they're all depressed for the whole thing. There's no like <laughs> slasher thing in there. Right. And it would be a bummer. Yeah. But yeah, Tom, you are right that the first one, like the meta stuff was new. That, that was fresh for sure. Yeah. Um, and then it just, to but Lo- I, yeah. To Logan's but, point, it just, it doesn't have a place really because that's just what movies are now. It's yes. like horror John Carter, almost. <laughs> right. So I I just think the actual real strength came from the design of it. Um, the, the, gr- the hook was definitely the meta stuff. But now that we've gone this far, like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I just don't... Yeah, I, I don't know. The meta stuff seems secondary. All the sequels, it was secondary, you know? Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. This trailer blows. We will see. We will see Scream. <laughs> yeah, it's not the trailer's fault. No, I know. They're trying to keep it very secretive, which is, I mean, I ha- you you have to kind of or, acknowledge, yes, they're not allowed to show much. Do you really want to see a whole lot because it'll give the movie away? But also you have to acknowledge this trailer is boring and it's right. trying we'll to get people excited yeah, for a sorry, movie that's been dormant for 10 years. I said it's not the trailer's fault. It is the trailer's fault. It's not the film's <laughs> fault. The thing that I will say, and it kind of goes to just a little bit of growth, I guess, in casting and stuff, is it's a bit interesting how I know that they're not teenagers, but for the teenage characters, they look closer to teens than the 35-year-olds they had, like, in the first yeah. one. Like, they're actually we've small, better at that. like, teen people. Like, yeah. Yeah, we've gotten way better at that. Also, the only the only detail in this that they tell us is that the killer is killing people who were related to the other killers, right? That's what they said? Yeah. Yeah. So that's neat. And that people still take calls from David Arquette. That's also a weird yeah. elevation. Yeah. So. Yeah. But he does. He looks. He looks how I'd expect Dewey, the character, yeah. to be. Are they going to do more will they, won't they with him and Courtney Cox? Like, that's another thing that, like, they needed to shut that down uh, early in the series and they didn't, where they kept, like, <laughs> I just want like them to be breaking married up and, getting and back broken together. up like seven times. Like they've yeah. they've had like three <laughs> weddings. <laughs> right. I do also appreciate Scream Two doesn't do it, but Scream Three at least does the massive PTSD that Sydney Prescott has, where they like in the second one they don't. She's fine. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, all my friends died. Oh, and then they died again. I appreciate that they at least recognize that in the third. I do uh, like that they also kind of give her agency in terms of like becoming like a counselor and yeah, stuff she's like, like that. A crisis she's counselor. not like just yeah. a full victim. So that is a they, benefit there. They, 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 yeah. And I think in Scream 4, she's kind of badass and they're kind of like, you know, more ready for it, I guess. Uh, I don't remember. I only saw that movie like once. I never because, saw it. Because, you know. It's yeah. It's a movie. It's a it's a yeah. film. They yeah. they introduce a new cast of characters and kill them all. Yeah. 
<laughs> I actually, I re- I did really like that um, because that's every scream, I guess. But that is, by the way, spoils for Scream Four is they set up the idea of like here are the reboot characters and then they kill them <laughs> and they're like never mind, and that that was pretty fun. Um, should we move on? Yeah, we should to House of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones. Three am... years after everyone stopped caring at the same instant. <laughs> I'm so really... sleeping right now. <laughs> All around the globe at once, the light went out. It's uh, so. Ch- it's like this is much like when the Sullied went out to fight the Frost. I whatever's. need to make an apology because last time I was on here, we talked about the Foundation trailer, and I said like after a millennial that I did not give a shit about that stuff. I would watch every season of Foundation, then watch one episode of this fucking show. <laughs> right. This is like. It's like The Hobbit. If The Hobbit wasn't a book originally. And Lord of the Rings ended terribly. Right, it's it's, it's the Hobbit if Lord of the Rings was bad. <laughs> yeah, also, exactly. Why are you focusing on the Targaryen? It's like if you made a new Star Wars movie and you were stupid enough to think, hey, let's have a thing about the Palpatines. Imagine how stupid that would be. No one would oh. like that. That would be such a dumb yeah. idea if they did that. It but. comes down to they're just, they're sucking the marrow. The, 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 like the way this ad was like, and here's the throne. Oh, God, you love the throne. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I liked, you know, the the first version, I guess, and the getting burned. And it's like, it, like, like, who cares? It's, it's so a fucking it's prop. all desperation. Like, it's yeah. so it feels I mean, so they're fucking house favorite. Targaryen. That's their name. And they had to say, oh, house dragon, because because there'll be dragons. We promise. We swear there'll be dragons. Yeah. Come yeah. And the dragons. All the stuff where they're like, there's going to be like 16, so 17 cool. dragons. <laughs> Look at all the dragons. Like dragons jizzing everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, just dragons just fucking coming, just shooting ropes all over uh, fucking Westeros. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, like. I know that people have like superhero fatigue and you know, okay. I like superheroes, so I'm not going to argue against that, but I'm fucking fantasy the fuck out between this, the Lord of the Rings show wheel of time, which is also on Amazon and fucking the Witcher and 12 other fucking fantasy shows that are all the same type of fucking worlds. It's just Jesus. (laughs) Yes. But here's the difference between this and superhero. I will say is that these shows nobody wants like that's where the that's the thing is i get that fatigue but yeah. like nobody's watching it you don't have to watch it no one's talking about it yeah uh, this is it, it, i have fatigue for like oh jesus you guys like you're spending all this resources on something that, i like, don't think mm-hmm. they know exactly how much people got burned by that i think I, yeah they're gonna have a pretty rude awakening to it because i yeah. mean there's gonna be there if there's not already there should be but there is going to be books written about how abruptly like game of thrones is really fascinating because it was a worldwide phenomenon it's like one of the only times i don't know since fucking mash i don't even know where like everyone was watching the same thing and it was yeah. like you know sunday nights you sat down you watched game of thrones and then the rest of the week was talking about what happened on game of thrones and that was everywhere like around the planet they have those videos you can see of, of people in the bar like watching aria right it became like watching the game they're screaming yeah. like they're watching world cup games it's fucking yes. insane 
But and then they ended it in a way in a way that nobody has talked about the show since it ended. Like I'm there gonna, was like a couple of weeks of fallout about the finale, and then people abruptly stopped caring about Game of Thrones. Nobody's uh, yeah. talking about it anymore. I'm gonna say it. it's ha- just it's the two fucking guys. It's Benedoff and Weiss or whatever. Benedoff and Weiss, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's HBO. Like usually you can say like, oh. They wanted to rush through it so they could do that. HBO was like, you can take as long as you want. Yes. You will give you money to HBO do more episodes. would have been happy to and have them do this for 20 years. Like, it's too hard without the books. So we'll just make every, like, the pacing is so terrible. You could have taken the exact same plots that they did. But if you gave those three or four more episodes to breathe each season, it would have gone down easier. But instead, you yeah, have this hour long crap fest jammed in and it's just, ugh. I will say, I, I my view on it was that it's that astronaut meme with the astronaut shooting the other astronaut. Mm-hmm. Like my view is that I think Game of Thrones was always kind of kind of not great. Yeah. It was very addicting. I watched the shit out of it because the characters were good, the actors were good. It had good things. It was well made, but in terms of writing, it felt very much like a soap opera. That's what I mean. And like yeah. if it's yeah. If they compress it down into that, they had no room to, like, you know, let things breathe out or even just, like, kind of mask that. And I think having it go, like, more episodes, that kind of made it easier to swallow. When you cram that shit into, like, an hour and a half and it's, like, this all takes place over the span of three weeks and, like, oh, the best episode of that is when they go over the wall and they're trapped there and it's supposed to be like a week or something. And then Daenerys comes and rescues them. That happens like 15 minutes. It's so fucking weirdly paced. It ruined everything. Yeah. Yeah, When it got rushed, it definitely like kind of showed that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's like if you had a meal and the dessert was like a gas station burrito, someone wiped in their ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, uh, I think I'll I'll push back a little bit on. That. I think if especially now, if you go back and watch like the first three or four seasons of Game of Thrones, it is excellent. Yeah. Uh, so I I just think it's designed in certain ways. Like for example, the uh, the sheer amount of characters who are needlessly cruel, like that is a soap opera. That's the point. Like though. that is a it, heel. They're heels. They're mm-hmm. there, and then they keep teasing like, oh, maybe they'll they'll get them this time. And so that's, I guess that's what I mean is that it was, it was designed to dangle a lot for the audience. So you keep watching myself included. And again, I I shouldn't say it's a terrible show or anything because the people performing all those roles were fucking great. Everybody's fucking great in it and charismatic. The writers are good. Um, the, the directors are good. I just think the overall story was designed to basically just stretch everything out in this way that was, you know, but that's just, uh, sort of cheap. That goes the back to the, the point. Like if your thing is about characters and everyone loves the characters and they like spending time with the characters and they like seeing what happens to the characters via their choices and their actions and stuff. If you cram everything and eliminate all the room for characters to actually do that shit. Yep. <laughs> that just ruins what people liked about the show and you're left with just the blah. And like like I said, it's literally those two guys. HBO would have easily given them four more episodes. They're like, hey, you have an open bank. And they're just like, "Uh, shit's too hard. We want to write our Confederate show. (laughs) (laughs) God, They they created a situation where 
What's interesting is my initial thought on this was going to be, okay, if someone watches it and tells me it's really good, I'll start watching it. And then I realized that's not even a guarantee. Like, I need to know it ends well. I need to, like, that's what we were burnt on, was we invested all this time, and then they just fucked us over at the end. Yeah. And so it's like, I can't even start watching this until I know that it's good yeah. well, and even the then, end. it's like, it's a prequel, so it's going to lead into the thing that was bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, that had a shitty ending that was deeply unsatisfying, and it's I'm made it so s- that, like, I never want to rewatch the series. Yeah, yeah. It's, I can't imagine a situation where I go back and rewatch that from the beginning. And, like, with this prequel, mm-hmm. like I said, I'll just watch The Witcher. Like, that's my... Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'd rather it's watch like, The Witcher. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll watch Henry dope. Cavill be a lot more charismatic and just that stuff. And then The Witcher has the benefit of having the possibility of procedural elements because he's a monster hunter, so you could just do a Monster of the Week thing. I just don't want to go with the saga of the Targaryens and all this bullshit when I know how crappy it ends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I, hard I, to even give a shit about this. Yeah, HBO is going to have a... Uh, it's a rude way. Yeah. yeah, rude way. Because they've greenlit like three or... Remember they like fast-tracked like three or four spinoffs? It's like, you guys are going to be very sad no, no. when these shows come out and nobody fucking cares. Absolutely not, no. It's yeah. just... If I'm George R. R. Martin, I'm not even ending that book i'm just like man eh, i'm just gonna sit there and watch my jets games like yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's let's get out of this gutter shall we shall yeah. we climb out of this gutter mm-hmm. and yeah. talk about this next uh trailer for the black phone this is um as you put in the notes it's a uh, based on a short story by joe hill yeah this is ethan hawk plays <laughs> a magician yeah uh, so a like killer magician well that's redundant Tom. That's true. Like, yeah, uh, true. Yeah, a magician who a kills child kids murdering is... magician is redundant. Yeah. I will say. Um, <laughs> who they called the grabber, which yeah. I thought that was funny because he grabs kids. I was like, yep. That's as much as they thought about it. When, yeah. <laughs> when you first see Ethan Hawke, I have never seen. Like, it's a cliche of pedophilia. And, like, he's got the fucking yes. Doctor of Island Moreau <laughs> paleness, a top hat, and a black... Like, this is the dumbest child in existence. They do. He deserves do to be kidnapped. Where... Run, you idiot. Like, yes. They they set it up by saying there's a guy who grabs kids. He's called the Grabber. And then the kid is coming home, and this van pulls up, and this guy with, like, Joker makeup comes out in a top hat, spills his, like what is it balloons out or his, his eggs every, and he drops like eggs in his hat and shit yeah and he's talking like the joker and he's like oh, i'm sorry i'm a magician and it's like run the you idiot only child. way it could have run. been more obvious is if he was pantsless like yeah. it's so <laughs> ludicrous that this child is that stupid like yeah. uh, all that said i like the look of this and i like the the concept because what we're getting to is in the trailer, the kid is kidnapped. They kind of give away the whole goddamn mm-hmm. movie, but that's all right. Um, and then he has to, he becomes like an adventure kid yeah. with the other kids that have already been killed. So all the dead kids are like helping him. It actually doesn't seem, it seems more like a thriller for that reason. Yes. Like yeah. the ghosts are on his side. Yeah. So he has like, and each one of the, the ghosts, ghost powers. yeah, well, each one of the ghosts got to a certain point of escaping. So each one of yeah. them is giving him a piece of information. Hey, you need to do this. And then other ghosts will come in. Hey, this is the, how to open this door. Hey, this is the combination. 
Right. I One really of them like seems to be teaching him how to trailer. fight. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's some big ass hat on a hat bullshit going on. What is the point of that girl? Why is she there? Like, yeah, the because entire there's a, there's thing is a psychic that. girl. Yeah. There's this girl who is her, she's friends with the kid who gets kidnapped. And throughout it, she starts getting psychic flashes. And none of them really seem to be connected. To, like, you have a child who's already kidnapped and getting help from ghosts while he's being kidnapped. Why do you have a separate psychic girl doing whatever the bullshit she's doing? Because I have no idea how that connects there. It's my You could have guess. removed all of those scenes out and it wouldn't have affected it in the least. I feel My guess is she's actually going to be the one who catches the killer or saves the day. Like, it's going to be a thing where the kid either gets away or doesn't. Um, and that's the A plot. And then she'll be the one to, like, sweep up. You know what I mean? Uh, when but it's why? like... Why are they introducing that at all? Like, you could have just kept it know, with it, the I, kid in the phone. Like, that's enough there. I don't need that extra element. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to accept it in the trailer because I just don't know how the film's going to go, I guess. I will say that um, I did get a laugh when they revealed that that girl's dad is Jeremy Davis, and he's apparently not the crazy psycho killer, mm -hmm. which is... I feel like, because this is the people who made Sinister. It's I Scott feel like Derrickson, Ethan, yeah. Yeah, and Ethan Hawke, I feel like, was just like, come on, give me give me a killer. I want to be a killer. Uh, Doctor like, Strange oh, director. Uh, yeah, Scott, yeah, Derrickson. Scott Derrickson. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, like, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, like I said, it's just the hat on the hat thing is the only thing that was. It's a little strange to me. Yeah. But other than yeah. that, like, I really like the way it's filmed. I find the entire concept with like the phone and them helping the kid just really interesting, and I would like to see this. So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it looks good. I think I'm I'm very interested in this. Mainly because honestly, like I didn't like Sinister as a horror movie. I thought it, like the 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 de the the murder videos were really cool. Um, it had a lot of fun like uh, story beats and stuff. I just thought it was way too jump scare heavy. Mm -hmm. um, it's an interesting this, story though. Yes, for sure. Um, there's a lot to love about Sinister. Yeah, um, it's not a bad movie. No, not definitely not a bad movie. Um, this. Um, I, I just kind of like that the ghost element and stuff. I like that it's more of a thriller. Yeah, me too. I think, I think that's actually a better use. I'm sure there'll be jump scares. I'm sure the kids will be, the ghost kids will be frightening at first for the characters. Yeah, they to, even show a little bit of one in the trailer where one of yeah. the first one appears behind him and he's all like dead. Yeah. What, 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 the, the only thing that makes me nervous is that I don't tend to like the escape movie genre. Um, again, this is just a wildly creative idea, though, so I'm just super curious about it. It's it's uh, very yeah. intriguing. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Let's move on. All right. Uh, let's, well, let's move on, but let's keep talking about <laughs> Ethan Hawke. Move Hawk. on laterally to more Ethan Hawke content. Yeah, this is zeros and ones. Mm. Um, I have no fucking idea what this is about. Oh, it's about it, uh, Ethan Hawke plays twin brothers, one of whom is a terrorist uh, leader, and he's planning some sort of attack. And his twin, uh, our protagonist, is attempting to track him down before it goes down. This That's trailer very funny. seems so weird that it's an Abel Ferreira movie. It's fucking Abel Ferreira. <laughs> what what is that? If, like, if you did not put his name there, like, while I was watching that, like, this is just a generic, like, terrorist movie. And then I'm like, wait, right. Abel Ferreira, what the fuck? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got a little bit of a Michael Mann vibe to it. True, yeah. yeah, but just the director of Bad Lieutenant. Like, yeah. Fucking Bad right. Lieutenant. The IMD oh. synopsis uses the term hero's journey. Oh, um, God. An American soldier stationed in Rome with the Vatican blown up embarks on a hero's journey to uncover and defend against an unknown enemy threatening the entire world. The enemy seems to be his twin brother. The unknown enemy seems to be very yeah. known in this trailer. <laughs> the known enemy of Ethan Hawke, looking like Ethan Hawke, who is his seems twin brother. Seems to be his brother. Yeah. Who is Ethan Hawke? He only, he's credited only as one person. Is this like, have they just not updated it? Was this, was it, the IMDb done I mean, by someone who doesn't know what the movie is? IMDb can be pretty incorrect. It's weird, because yeah. I went to the Wikipedia and there's no plot info whatsoever there either. None. So it's just, there doesn't seem to be like it, a lot of details on this. <laughs> it feels like this in the trailer, it feels like a fan-made trailer where they like took a bunch of yeah. other things from other like it just it feels like it doesn't really exist <laughs> um like it, it like all the the stuff of his twin brother is like these flashes of him talking to the camera and it just feels like it could be like a skype call or an interview with ethan hawk like it's so it's such a weirdly disjointed trailer but it the music made me fucking pumped for it um i'm just like I don't know what the fuck this is. It it's it's fascinating. I need to watch it just to know what the hell it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just the, the fact that it's Ethan Hawke playing twin brothers in an Abel Ferreira movie. It's like I have to yeah, watch this. Yeah, exactly. It's like like I said, if you just took this on face, it looks kind of generic, and then when you see the name Abel Ferreira, you're like, mm, okay, right. this clearly because is going to be weird. I'm guessing it's like the the side of Ethan Hawke that chooses movies like Predestination. Where it's like yeah. they get the the marketing company looks at it and they're like, we don't know how to make a trailer for this. And they're like, well, you have to make one. And they're like, all right, I guess we'll just m- merge together a bunch of clips. Like I, yeah, the trailer, the synopsis, like I don't know what to expect. Uh, I've just been enjoying the past ten years of Ethan Hawke's career. Honestly, I know oh, it's, it's been, been great. Very, very fun. <laughs> he's doing a great job. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. It's doing yeah. great. Just make another Julie <laughs> Delphi movie, man. I yeah. think they're done. I think they're done with that one. Ah. I don't think they're going to make any more uh, before sunrise movies. Yeah, I want them when they're mm. sixty. Just yeah. They, I mean, they might. Old. Who knows? It's it's Link later, right? So yeah. So, so he might. I feel like we already knew this, but I didn't. Ethan Hawke is going to be in the Northman. That's yeah, Robert the that, Eggers. The Robert Eggers movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Whew. He also <laughs> announced something stuff. else the other week, and I can't remember what it was. But yeah, it's he's just I I said, know, he's man. had a very interesting past ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, the main event. Heart of Champions. Uh, Heart of Champions. This was an emotional uh, roller coaster. There was a <laughs> lot of things that just. Man, reveal yeah. after fucking reveal <laughs> in this goddamn trailer. This trailer makes a lot of big offers oh. very quickly. 
Yeah, starting with the fact that it's Michael Shannon yeah. as a r- rowing team coach. As an coach. inspiring rowing team it coach. He's like, I'm going to come out here and teach you all about leadership. It and then it's like, like produced by the Finkelvoss twins. I'm like, the fuck is happening? It starts with rowing, and then you just see them, and it's like, okay, sport movie. Then you see fucking Michael Shannon. You're like, <laughs> sure what? Do. And he's just, oh, you were the greatest rower, and then you're blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're encouraging youth? What the fuck? And then... <laughs> I'm encouraging them to get in their boats and paddle like, away from Just humanity. when this movie looks completely ridiculous with its obsession with rowing, you're just like, man, these people really fucking love rowing. Out comes executive producers, Tyler and whatever his name's, Winkleboss. Cameron, I think, yeah. I paused the trailer right there, got up, <laughs> and walked around the room, said, are you fucking kidding me? Sat down and watched the rest of that trailer. <laughs> it's so absurd that they it got really this is. This is also takes place in 1999 at an Ivy League college. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I think they even use the font that they use for the social network. I was yeah. going to say, it's like Mark Zuckerberg. Like, is there going to uh, be a Mark Zuckerberg analog in I, in the B-plot of this movie? There, there really might be. Also, a, a, a Mark Buckerberg or something. Uh, apparently, whoever like cast this movie watched Bad Boys for Life and was like, Yes, I need to get both of those guys from the new team on there because yeah, there you have um, what's his name from Vikings who plays the swole, gentle giant guy in Bad Boys for Life, and then they have Henry Melton in there, and I'm just like, why? <laughs> what from that movie made you want to make them with this? So it's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. I have a weird question because I just need to make sure about this. Um, do colleges colleges have deans, right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't have presidents. I ask because mm. there's a Some of them it, do. Okay, yeah. okay. There's a credit for president Jack Harris and I was just like are they do they mean like is like the US president going to also be you know, a character? It's probably in this? the president. Yeah. It's... I know, but I hope I hope that the president gets involved in this rowing team. But you're right. It's probably like college president. But we can hope it's the president. We can hope it's the president. Um yeah, fucking Michael fucking Shannon. Fucking rowing. <laughs> yeah. Get in the boat! Fucking row! <laughs> you need to learn how to lead. Yeah, the rowing machine doesn't teach you anything about being a leader of men. I need to know who else was up for that role. Because Jesus the Christ. <laughs> there is Michael Shannon. There is like a subset of like the equivalent of direct-to-DVD... Um, like inspiring sports movies, right? Yes. Like that feels like a subset where they get some A-list actor, they pay him enough, uh, and that he shows up and and d- shits out an inspiring sports movie. Do you think that's what this is? Is that just Michael Shannon was like, ah, I need a car, and they and they did this? Um, or do you think this is like a like a movie? I hope it ends with like Michael Shannon killing his rowing team, and it's just like a real God, yes. dark, dark like look into college athletics. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just fox catcher. It's but fox for catcher, rowing. but with rowing. Like he just pulls out a yeah. gun and shoots the rowing team. Like we yeah, finally yeah, yeah. achieved the dream. <laughs> Every scene with him in in it is like unnerving in general. It's more unhinged than the previous scene. It's. It, mm-hmm. Like, the idea that any university would have him is absolutely absurd. 
And then they, they, they show the scene of him talking with that kid. It's like, my dad was in the army. He's like, yeah, we was in the army, too. And you don't forget the lessons you learn in the army. Like, he, they bring in this, like, war hero subplot. And I'm like, I love every new detail of this movie that is unfolding. Mm-hmm. He has me. definitely killed multiple people. <laughs> like, of course he has. Yeah. It's, He's Michael Shannon, yeah. Just, man, uh, there's so much in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Just reveal um, after reveal. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to watch it. I just, it's a thrill ride I'm glad in, it in and of itself. Man, the passion of rowing. It's like when we watched Santa with Muscles, Dave, and the opening uh, credits was like produced by Jordan Belfort. We're like, hang yeah. the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm glad that people who care about rowing, I don't know who those people are or what their life is like. I'm glad they have a movie with sure. Michael Shannon, though. That's great. Yeah. That's great for them. Like, they got a Michael Shannon movie. That's amazing. I wonder amazing. if they have, like, subplots involving, like, Ethercoin and blockchain. Oh, wait, you said the oh. six ways in 99, so yeah. 99. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <sighs> Uh, it's a period piece oh, of 1999. Pair of trash boys. There's some weird twin mm. stuff going on in these past two trailers. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, speaking of weird and stuff, uh, next trailer is for Needle in a Time Stack. I've been actually sitting on this one for a few weeks because mm. I knew it existed. Time uh, And then like, someone tweeted to us about it, too. Um, it's the plot of Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. It's a... Uh, the uh a guy like uses like some sort of wizard is it a wizard to uh like change time where he's not no he's an elf ma- dave he's an elf oh there he's not married to this lady uh and then they have to like he has like two different lives right it's orlando boom it's orlando bloom trying to time cuck aaron burr from hamilton that yeah. is what this movie is <laughs> Yeah, it's he was. It's they're fighting over Cynthia Erivo. Orlando Bloom was married to her before, uh, but they split up, and now she's married to Leslie Odom Jr. And Orlando Bloom is using time travel <laughs> to try to fuck that up. And then so he it's has not a it's honestly like I love. This is a very interesting idea for a story, yes. and oh, yeah, I'm, I I'm happy to watch it. I'm, this is the said, stupidest title I have yeah. ever seen. I was, I was about to say, why didn't they call it Time Cuck? Time Cuck, like, the that's, that's, time. That's yeah. the fucking... It's time like you do Cuck! The, it's like you do the Time Cup. In like, the same poster. font. Yeah, the yeah. Time Cup font. font. Time, time, time Cup. I want Orlando Bloom has the Jean-Claude mullet. <laughs> yes, oh, he kind of does. Like, he kind of does in real life. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, time Cup movie. It was right there. They called it needle in a time yeah. stack. Needle in a time. That sounds like time one of the cuck. fake. That sounds like one of the fake movies they go to see on Seinfeld. I can't believe that yes. John Ridley would come up with such a shitty title for this. Well, <laughs> it is based off a novel, and that sounds like a shitty novel. Yes. Name. Needle in a time stack. You can see that novel. That like, on sounds the shelf. like a novel that someone like that Millhouse's dad would write on The Simpsons. And <laughs> right, just that's right. It's, it's his fucking album titles. Yeah. Can you spare a feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Needle in a time stack. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. It's the writer of Bicentennial Man. Is oh. the novel? That's a shame. Oof. <laughs> so they're just churning out some real shitty movies. Um. 
I don't, yeah, this is this is a compelling idea, and the trailer makes it look all right. It's just really can't get past that name. Yeah, it really can't. It is an awful. It title. is an awful, awful title. It's just. It's like time, beyond awful. It's infantile. Like it's stupid. Like yeah. it would be the title, title that we would like make up if like you, I, and Dave were just like bullshitting of like shitty titles that we could think of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It sounds like a gag. It's a yeah. punchline, not an actual title. But that being said, so, it does look interesting. I will it, watch it this. It looks like a good movie. I'm excited like, to watch this. Yeah. It looks like well, legitimately like a good movie. <laughs> would you be interested to know that it comes out on streaming in theaters the day this podcast release? Uh, it's rated R, uh, and it has a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. You're right. So, I, I mean, don't know. that's I'm 50, still gonna 50. watch it. Um, yeah. S- yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's flip a coin. By streaming, uh, is it like um, on demand or on a streaming service? Stay, it yes. just says on demand. Okay. Yeah, it just says streaming. Um, it's on demand. It's not mm-hmm. on a service. Okay, because yeah, if that shit was on Peacock, oof, yeah, 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 it'd be, on there. Yeah, it'd be a <laughs> double feature with that Halloween Kills. Yeah, I don't know, Tom. Forget what we were gonna review this weekend. Let's do Needle in a Time Stack. I just sure what everybody wants. Say, man. I really just this wish movie that is it almost ended two with hours. a stinger of Orlando Bloom just like looking at him, going, "You just got time cocked." <laughs> Yeah, God damn it, time cuck for the love of God. Uh, Hollywood do better. It was right there. The name was right there. It was in front of your dumb faces. It already (laughs) is. There's no way it's going to be worse than Tenant. So you know. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um. All right. Last trailer. Um. I'm. I hate that we're getting into Christmas already. Mm-hmm. I hate that. It's like in 10 weeks, Dave. Uh, um, this is the uh, 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 trailer for Home Sweet Home Alone, folks. They're doing another one. I think Max said on Twitter he's not involved with this. Yeah, he's not. I want him to be, um, but I don't know. Why are they British? What the hell? What's going on there? That just There's so many why did they do that in this fucking movie trailer. Like... Mm-hmm. Why yeah, is he British? It's a real, why is Pete yeah. David? Why is uh, Pete Holmes his dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why um, does he look like Nick Frost drank a potion that turned him into a child? What's going on? So, like, <laughs> would you believe? <sighs> oh, this is the okay. Never mind. This is not the movie I thought it was. This is from the director of Dirty Grandpa. Um, he also directed all of Who is America and the Ali G show, or at mm-hmm. least some of the Ali G show. For a second, I thought Dirty Grandpa was the um, Johnny Knoxville one. Um, and it gave me an idea of, wouldn't it be great to remake Home Alone where you have two of the jackasses play the robbers and have them actually get hurt? That's how you do yes. a Home Alone. Like, that's another thing. Just, like, the casting for the robbers, too. They're just... It works with Joe They're Pesci like a, and Daniel Stern because they look like scumbags and you want to see them get hurt. It's just, I don't... These two, they're, they're like a desperate couple. It's like a husband. A it's, couple? El, it's Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney. They're a husband and wife. Yeah, it right. looks like they're desperate for money because like they lost their jobs or some shit. I feel bad yeah. for them. They're going to have like a dead kid or something mm-hmm. or a sick child. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. They do not look... Like, if you're going to do this premise, just do the thing where they look like, 
you know, like the so Daniel Stern type. He re- he literally opens the door and is like, oh, I guess we're criminals now. And then this fucking piece yeah. of shit British kid just starts shooting him in the dick with like <laughs> eight balls from his fucking yeah. pool ball gun. It's like, the it's the it's the uh, one of the um, it's the friend from Jojo Rabbit. It's Nick oh, Frost. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Nick, it's the kid who had like the paper uniform. <laughs> in Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> I mean, he's fucking great in Jojo Rabbit. So. Yeah, he is. But this shit's like it's like don't breathe. Where like you you like, they, they, it's true that the the people breaking in they seem like, oh they're they're just having a hard time. They, I don't know. Yeah, they they don't seem evil. Like you said, he seems hesitant. Uh, and then this kid just. Uh, cracks their head with an eight ball. You know what they should have uh, done? They should have reversed it. They should have had it be a poor household and just had these be like rich, drunk assholes just like fucking around with poor people. And he's just like, nah. no. <laughs> yeah. Wrong reverse. What you do is you have kids break in and an adult beat the crap out of them. Only if it's Chris Hemsworth. And he's yeah. exactly as swole as he is in extraction. <laughs> and yeah, he just houses the those motherfuckers. Kids. Yeah. yeah beating them so I mean, bad they can't eat food anymore yeah I, I the movie isn't hurting anybody ultimately no, I don't and care. i no. and i will say to the yeah yeah if it, like to the the movie's credit i really liked the trampoline thing uh that was a nice like, like diversion yeah that was tactic. dumb yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it um it it is weird it feels off uh because it is like a remake like they're having her say the same lines. It's a remake, but the cop they show a cop coming to like the scene and he has McAllister on his name yes. tag. So I'm guessing so it's, it's Buzz because it looked like I think it's yeah. Buzz. Yeah. It's Buzz, yeah. So just what? Oh yeah, that the actor is in this. Um as Buzz. Yeah. You're like this is exactly what it's happened the original to me as Buzz. a child. Oh my god. <laughs> like what yeah, are the fucking odds? Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> Very low, Buzz. Very low. Yeah. This is all right. So there's I mean, two it's, ways it's to make fine. a Home Alone remake. It's yeah. no, it's fine. They've made they've made a bunch of these already. They've made like four of these. Yeah, who so gives like, a shit? Why are we um, pretending like this is sacred? No, it's not. It I don't think it ever was, to be honest. I don't think anybody we all I, love Home Alone. Yeah. Like I'm we just, all love I'm, it. I'm just more responding to like the there's a lot of like Twitter pouting and uh like it's this this trailer's getting ripped up on youtube it's oh, like seriously? people yeah it's like there's they already made four of these assholes yeah, like, no, what, are you, oh, what are you fucking bitching about <laughs> Here, here's what home i'll say alone on sacred grounds you whiny little shits <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like home alone you piece of shit <laughs> like, the first home alone is a great film it's but a great yeah, film, this point, yeah but like again yeah they've made four sequels like two direct to video i think yeah, yeah. But here's here's what I'll say is I do think there are missed opportunities. One being Jackass Home Alone. Like that I would watch the shit out of. It's not the spirit of the original Home Alone. It would be like an R-rated Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, actually, it doesn't even have to be. They could do a PG with Johnny Knoxville just, you know, tripping on Matchbox cars. Johnny Knoxville um, would absolutely do well in like a children's comedy movie. Like, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alternative yeah. is... You you pay Mac anything he wants, and he plays his character from American Horror Story as one of the robbers. You just have Mac as like a as a skeezy robber, uh, and so suddenly he's the one getting home alone. <laughs> do that, do that. Um, I think that's what it is. Is that like 
I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's probably it's fine. fine. It looks kind of fun, actually, at times, but... Um, yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's weird. Like, I just don't understand, like, the whole thing with, like, the robbers. It's just a very strange character choice for those, like... It's it is just the robbers where it's like they're not I don't hateful understand. enough to want to see them get hurt. Like what it is is that in the trailer, I thought the robbers were just like part of the family. Yeah. At first, because they're just like like a, a, a like they just seemed like a funny scared couple, and I thought it was like some other unrelated thing in the movie, and then it reveals like no, they're the robbers, and it was like they don't seem to want to rob it. And so when this kid attacks them, you'd think they'd leave immediately. Yeah, after you got hit with but that I guess, first billiard ball, I'm like, fuck this and calling it yeah, a day. But the, the kid saw your face, so you're going to have to kill that yeah, kid. Yeah, now he's got to die, yeah. 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 And he's British, so fucking. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's strike two and three right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has a great cast, by the way. It's got Keenan Thompson, yeah. Andrew Daly, Chris Parnell. See? And then again, Keenan Thompson and Chris Parnell could have been better as the burglars like that's just right there that would have been a better cast i mean these uh, uh, i think ellie kemper and rob delaney are fine it's just weird yeah, that they made great. the characters the way they are yeah 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 yeah. they would have been good just make them like make the them mustache twirling yeah. yeah make them cartoony make them mustache yeah it's just make them yeah. both do just joe pesci impressions i don't know and in terms of like just how close like some of the lines are and stuff to the first one i just don't understand the lot of doing that because you could just watch the original on Disney Plus because I think that's a Disney mm-hmm. movie, right? I don't mm. know. I hope they can si- they can like uh, uh, continue reminding kids that cops are cannot be trusted mm-hmm. and are useless at best because mm-hmm. that's what the first one did a good job at uh, teaching kids. It should have been cops we'll breaking into houses because they know that the families are gone for their Mm-hmm. So it's just a cab, a cab the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, there are Chicago um, police officers, so obviously that would be a thing that would happen. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, all right, well that that's it for trailers. You want to move on to the news stories? Yeah, man. Yeah, let's let's thank some producers first. Uh, thank you to Kool Aid Molotov says COVID and Craig Ab- Greg Abbott can both fuck off. Support reproductive rights, comrades. As someone thank in Texas, e. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They get an E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. They get a Cody Johnston's Time Machine Noise. They get a Pete Vorpagel. Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you to subscribe to Jason Pargin's Substack. Thank you to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Oh, man, let me jump in here. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Mm. Thank you to Andrew, Andrew McGuire. How, how? Yeah, <laughs> the battle to, continues. Thank, thank you to you. Vincent with a Y. Thank you. Thank you to RevMD. Thank you. Thank you to Dr. DNA. Thank you. Thank you to Lauren Gucci. Thank you. And thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. All right, thank so we you. have our first look at Wonka. Yeah. Sure. It's, okay. It's exactly what I expected, like yeah, a gritty it's Timothy Chalamet Wonka. and uh, fancy, Fanciful Duds. Someone on Twitter pointed out how funny it is, the idea that like why so he so he just always dressed like that yeah this is just the, 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 so the candy factory was secondary yeah like but he always course, wore top hats and oversized yeah. bow ties but if all right if that's the case just make him bright colored like don't make this gritty dark night version 
of Wonka. It just feels like a, a parody. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's making it. Maybe it's amazing. Neither do I, uh, actually. Yeah, I know it's a but musical. It's just, it is a meme, right? Like, people tweeted before it came out, like, yes. oh, just wait for the gritty film that's just titled Wonka or Willy. And it's like, yep, that's... Like, Hollywood saw that tweet and didn't know it was ironic. Um, that says the director of the Paddingtons, and those are good. Mm-hmm. So And writers, so... Honestly, it might be the best movie ever made. It might be. It might be perfectly sweet film. I, like I said, the only thing I know about it is it's a musical. Yeah. Um, if they manage to do something, because I, I, my view is that Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was a hit because of Gene Wilder, which isn't to say the story isn't bad, but it's just not particularly interesting of a story. Um. And it stayed, I think it stayed in our, our our zeitgeist because, like, there were so many parodies that came, that rolled over to our generation. Does that make sense? Like, it was a well, little no, before I our time. It, I watched it a lot when I was growing up. They showed yeah, it, like, I mean, at least I did once too, a year but it's, in school for me, like, right. growing up. So it's just one of those movies you just always fucking saw. But, like... But it is. It does feel like it's just Gene Wilder being awesome. It's Gene Wilder, yeah. and visually, it's interesting. There's a lot of cool, yeah. like weird visuals going on with the different um, rooms in the factory, and just like the. It's also. Oh, I'm sorry, Logan. Finish your thought. No, like with the. I, I'm trying to think of the term for how to describe how it looks. It looks very like '60s Monty British. Kinda. Yeah. Like there's yeah, a yeah. unique it's definitely... feel to it. Where these other ones, like the fucking Burton ones, is just very Tim Burton-y feeling and it's just like eh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not a bad Burton... fit. It's what I was gonna say is the you know, the gags about the, the gritty Wonka aside, roll doll story stories are dark as fuck. Yeah. And yes. part of what makes the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory so memorable is that it's fucking dark. Oh yeah. It is a dark kids movie. Uh, yes, that so is like, definitely a, a part of it. Is we're having our, the... our our chucks and gigs about a gritty Wonka, but like that movie's not, you know, it's not like SpongeBob. <laughs> it's uh... right, but at the same time, there's a certain. The problem is the darkness in the original is clashed with the 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 whimsical tone. Yes, that's what made it so interesting. Yeah. So I think leaning into the dark stuff, it's it's redundant. It's what I think what made that's part of the darkness is this whimsical world where dark shit happens. Yeah. And we all remember how fucked up it is. Uh, and like, so like a, a gritty version, I don't know, but it's for me, this is like Scream where it's like, it's in the right hands. And so it's like, well, shit, I bet they're going to do something really good with it. The thing um, is. The Tim Burton one, I felt like it was just a little past Tim Burton's prime. Yeah, yeah, the, the Tim Burton one yeah. is not good. Yeah, but it's not that it's yeah, it's not that it's not good because Willy Wonka doesn't work. It's Mm -hmm. it's it's just not good. It's the thing is, is I had the same problem with this as I had with the Joker. I don't care about the origin. I'm fine with him being a fully formed character as an adult. Like, I just like watching him as a weird dude you don't really know about who has a fucking factory and stuff. I don't need to see the traumatic (laughs) shit that led to that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to be an origin in that sense. But I will say that part of I think part of it, not a big part, 
was that Willy Wonka was not technically the main character in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think that kind of matters, or it, it could. Um, that said, I, I don't know, man. It's Willy Wonka. <laughs> and that also, <laughs> like, it's a they, musical. They could, as long as the music's fine, like that probably plays a huge part in whether or not this is yeah. enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, it's, there's not, like, I don't have any, like, knowledge of big Willy Wonka lore, you know? So, like, they could do whatever the fuck they want as long as it's good. It just has to be good. Like, I think the foundation of Willy Wonka origins is like, sure, man, uh, anything could be good. It's uh, with like, it's a broad concept. That's like, yeah, I don't expect anything from it in terms of the plot. Yeah. Uh, it's just sort of the execution. He's not, uh, and like, he's not so precious enough of a character where if they do an origin, you're like, no, he would never become like that. It's like, Okay, if you do it well, Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, like he's yeah. not Batman. He doesn't have this elaborate. So it's like we don't uh, I don't I don't know, man. Can he sing? Um, like has Chalamet sang before? <laughs> I'm know. not sure. I would I mean, I look at him I'm like, "Yay, he sings." He's yeah. he has <laughs> like, the most he looks like he can sing. energy imaginable. Right, yeah. He is he is just he's the avatar of theater kids. Equal yeah. parts of theater and alleged gonorrhea spreading, which as mm-hmm. NYU students watch out. But yeah, he, uh, I don't know. He, I guess, yeah, he looks like Willy Wonka. Fuck it. I don't sure. know. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, William Shatner didn't die in space. He refused he sure to die did. in space. Yeah. It was a quick uh, but flight. also, yeah. Also it's technically not really space, but whatever. We don't have to get into that. Uh, the all these millionaires that have been going up, they're going right to the edge. I feel space like, needs to be in huge quotation marks every time we have a story like this. Yeah, yeah because like they keep atmosphere. being like oldest person in space, and it's like, meh. Like it's it's look good for all these rich people for going in a fucking rocket near the edge of space. I guess uh, it's the but astronaut it was, it was version of, sweet, of photos with a drugged up tiger for me. Here's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I'll say. It, no, no. William Shatner going to space. I get it. Um, the video, maybe someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't see him floating once. He stayed near his seat and like moved around a little. And I personally needed to see William Shatner fucking just floating there like a peanut in the ocean, mm-hmm. like just floating in space. That's what I, that's what it was like. That's what we get out of it. You know what I mean? Like he gets to go to space we get to see him, his 90-year-old body floating around, bouncing yeah. off of the wall. And yeah. I didn't get to see that. So, like, I got nothing out of this. How much extra uh, toupee glue do you think he put on before he went up there? Yeah, like his hair just floats off of him. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. I mean, good gets, for him. Like, sucked up in the air intake or something yeah. and brings down the whole rocket. <laughs> Tragedy cracks struck in half, like the fucking Shatter's Titanic. Toupee killed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Just jackknifing back down to the earth. It's just the only remnant in space of that shuttle is a te- is a fucking toupee floating around orbiting Earth for all of time. Like just yeah. Yeah, and then it it, it become it graphs with some alien intelligence like the Voyager satellite in Star Trek the motion picture and becomes V'ger. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, um, all right, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I don't that. have anything else. All right, do we need to discuss uh, by Superman? No. Superman's son. Yeah, I, like, that sounds good. Sure, who gives a shit? <laughs> it sounds good. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't read Superman. Yeah. I, like, I, I saw some very funny pe- like people saying like superhero movies they they got to keep sexuality out of it, and it's like. Like, have you read any? Yeah, yeah. These are the horniest motherfuckers ever, man. Yeah, and they always have. Like, it's just because they always have a love interest. Always. Yeah, they always have a love interest. Always. Yeah. Only thing I will say as uh, someone who reads comics and shit like that, it's this is a demonstration of growth for DC, as like they used to have these characters called uh, Midnighter and Apollo, who were basically gay Superman and Batman from Wildstorm and there was a huge hubbub internally about that like in the early thousands that they basically canceled the book and stuff so at least they've grown to a point where they can do this with an actual Superman and have it be Mm -hmm. celebrated so for those people who need representation like that aces and then for those who have a problem I don't give a shit you clearly don't care about superheroes, so fuck off. I really don't care about your opinion. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I really have to say on yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that sums it up. Um, all right, let's fucking move on. Let's thank <laughs> some more patrons, shall we? Yeah, let's do uh, it. Big thank you to Tux. Thank you, Tux. Mm. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you Norm. to Space, Space McNulty. Thank you. Thank you to Oh Great. It's that guy. Thank you mm. to Nolan Mayton. Thank you to Andrew. Andrew Hal McGuire. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to see how that evolves. Uh, thank you to AJ. Uh, thank you to Tip Drizzle. Mm. All right. Let me jump in here. Thank you to Burrito Mouth. Thank you to Mrs. Voidus. Thank, thank you to the you. ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you. Thank you to David Knife Boot. and an MBA CPA. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick. Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Thank you. And thank you to Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Dave. Uh, Dave. What? What is it? Pull the Shatner hair uh, out of your fucking ears. Uh, and listen to me. Uh, listen. All right. Do you have a movie that deserves more hype? You know, I do. Oh, <gasps> shit! Yeah. Oh, what luck, Logan. I'm so excited Not you're here for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, kids. This is a movie called Knocking. It's from a country. Forget which. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Sweden, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. It seems like uh, it. It's got an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. It comes out October 19th on streaming. It's been uh, uh, knocked around the festivals a bit. Um, it's about a lady who uh, is released from the hospital after treatment for a mental breakdown after the death of her girlfriend. I believe drowning. It looks like either a shark attack yeah. or Seems drowning. to imply... <laughs> It yeah. would be amazing if it was shark a shark attack. attack. It's Holy just like Jaws. Um, she, yeah, she is re-entering the world. She uh, has a new apartment, and in that apartment, uh, she starts hearing. Can you guess it? Knocking. Oh um, shit! I think it ends up being Morse code for someone asking for help. She's she starts. It starts becoming like a rear window situation where she's like, "There's someone." in this apartment who needs help who's being victimized keeps knocking 
nobody knows what she's talking about the cops get involved they don't know so it's a it's kind of uh like that that other movie that was terrible uh the woman in the window (laughs) but like (laughs) hopefully but hopefully not terrible because it's basically it's a it's a gaslighty situation this poor woman knows someone's in pain um at the same time there's like a stain gathering on her on her uh ceiling. ceiling it's it seems like very much like a horror movie, not a thriller. It's labeled as such. Uh, it looks really interesting. It's a good trailer. Uh, it looks creepy. Uh, I don't know anything else besides that. Yeah, that's no, all it, I got. It, it looks interesting. I I was a little, I was a little bummed by the reveal that it's like a gaslighty situation because I I feel mm. like I've seen too many of these movies lately, yeah. and, and maybe it's just because I've seen the woman in the window and it sucks so hard. I would uh, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, just, I guess I'm kind of tired of that formula, but we'll see. Uh, it, it looks. We'll see it what's looks actually happening because yeah. there's definitely a what is real, what isn't situation. So there's still a question of what is happening. Mm-hmm. It, um, is it like a ghost? Because it could be a ghost. Like it. It could be the ghost of uh, her girlfriend or something, or the shark who ate her, or it could be the shark who ate her. Yeah. It could be like, yeah, it could be like some stupid neighbor. Um, it could be whatever. I, I completely forget the twist of uh, fucking uh, that other movie, that woman in the window. Yeah. Oh, I will say this is defined as a mystery thriller. So I guess it's not a horror movie, and that's okay. Right. Well, I'm into that. I'm into mystery thrillers. I just think also, it looks I just very learned... visually interesting. Like, there's just a lot of yeah. shots and just framing in there and just composition that just looks great. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, it does look. This is her first. Visually, it looks really good. This is this like director's first like um, non-documentary movie. When I was looking at her IMDb profile, (laughs) Frida Kemp. Yeah, like Kemp. Everything else was just documentaries, and I think she might have made one short that was a non-doc. But yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. People check out the trailer. This is coming out in time for Halloween. It doesn't look like it's actually a big, like, a horror horror, um, but it looks like an interesting, like, thriller, mystery, uh, uh, suspense situation. Yeah, just unnerving energy, so. Yeah, super unnerving. Also, it's apparently only an hour and 18. Hour Ooh. and 18 minutes. So it's a quick one. It's a in and out. In and out. Look where wherever podcasts, not podcasts, movies. <laughs> look wherever movies happen. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit! It's sorry. The festival that it it uh, uh, got good reviews at is something called Soon Dance. Soon Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Soon dance. Soon dance. Soon dance. Official selection. <laughs> sure. Uh, so that's that's a good sign too. Yeah, we know at least Robert Redford liked it. Yeah, that's true. That's how it goes, right? He like stands up there and just thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, yeah. And he stands like a hundred yards away. It's like you're at one end of a football field and he's at the other, and you just have to play your movie and hold it up in the air for him, like the boombox, and say yeah. anything. He has uh, a thrown, and he just gives a thumbs Constructed <laughs> of rejected movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. He pelts you with a bottle of Newman's own dressing. Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't like it, that's how you know you've been rejected. <laughs> If you've been accepted, he walks. If you've been accepted, he walks all the way down the football field and dumps the Newman Zone dressing all over your head. Baptized by Newman Zone salad dressing. You thank him for it. Oh 
it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. The end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, I guess we've done it. That's a sewed. We're the that champions. The champions oh, of life. are. Oh, we're so fucking good. Logan, mm. thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thank you for having me. So it was course, been a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> uh, what do you want to plug? What do you want to tell people? Where can they find you? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, check out my stuff at Cracked. We're doing a lot of new stuff there. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Logan Trent. And please review this podcast and our friends' podcasts. Hey, nice. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We 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 have we have Patreon. We do, Tom. Dave. Tell them about it. Uh, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed for $5 a month you get exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac and also Star Trek the next Futurama for uh, an extra extra $5 for $10 total we watch movies with our patrons every Friday yeah, night that's tonight yeah yeah Logan's there a lot of people are there we hang out we have a good time uh, we'll watch uh, Needle in a Time Stack probably at some point yeah, I hope not. Time yeah, cook. probably. Time cock. Time cock. Oh. Uh, we also have a store. Head on over to GameFullyUnemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store. We'll, you, we can check out. Uh, we've got a bunch of cool original artwork and designs for all of our shows that you can get on uh, T-shirts, stickers, posters, mugs, all kinds of things. So check that out. You know what we'll surely have soon, Tom? What's that? Several brand new shirts. You know That's why? That's true. Yeah. Because we have several pieces of new uh, artwork. That is uh, very exciting artwork. Yeah. It is. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, yeah, and I think we're going to be updating the name of this uh, feed in in iTunes. So don't be alarmed when that happens. It's going to be it's updated already, to Time Cook. Time Cup. <laughs> Cook. No, it's already under Gamefully Unemployed. We just have to like arrange it because mm-hmm. like story mode we don't really use it doesn't matter yeah. so we're just going to get rid of the word and logo story mode and just put it all under gamefully unemployed so it's not confusing yeah exactly. Uh, yeah and it won't be it won't the change won't be confusing you won't even notice like, it yeah it'll yeah be i don't very think, clear yeah i don't think your feed will change or anything it's not going to like unsubscribe you no it um, shouldn't it's just the title will change and the artwork will change and so. the artwork will change <laughs> orlando bloom will go back in time and erase it so yeah, that your memory has always been of this being the gamefully unemployed feed <laughs> Yeah, that's what's gonna. That's what's actually happening. Is Orlando Bloom is going back in time and uh, time cucking our feed yeah. to change uh, the title cuck. and the art. So you'll 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 open your podcast app and you'll see that you've been time cucked. Mm, time cup. Time cuck. Is that right. a shirt? Time it's cuck. Probably. It's a shirt. That's for it's sure. A shirt. I'm not saying it's a shirt we'll offer, but it's a shirt. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. 
can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.